0: And welcome back to the Luck Stops Here podcast. I am, or welcome for the first time if it's your first time here. I am your host, Scott Bowser. Uh, This is a fun one. My friend Chris Durant from Humboldt County, California um, is on the show this week, and we uh, talk a lot of different things. Uh, He he runs the Savage Henry Comedy uh, Club in Eureka, California, and also Savage Henry Independent Times Magazine, which, uh, Savage Henry is a character in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I had this whole plan with them, uh, to do like a, like, I was going to find like one star Yelp reviews from the places that were in Fear and Loathing that they shot at, but it turns out like, they're all torn down and they shot most of the movie in LA anyway. So sorry about that. But Chris and I are old friends and, uh, we talk, you know, all kinds of shit. And the Savage Henry comedy club is open again thanks to new regulations in california so it looks like things are getting around to normal uh and hopefully you know things get back to normal soon because i plan on taking the show up there and doing some live episodes up in northern california so i hope you all please subscribe hit the uh give us a five star rating and leave a little review just doing those things help us grow so much and i appreciate everybody that's done that so far I think I was at like, we were like 47 or 52 likes on there, five-star ratings on there. I think last time I checked, if we can get to a hundred, I'm doing a a charity drive. If we can get to a hundred, I will, uh, I'm going to line up a really big one for us. All right. I promise. So everybody, please welcome to the show. My buddy, Chris Durant. Thank you all. Bye-bye. All right, Chris, good to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. How are things in Northern California?
1: Thanks a lot, Scott. Uh, things are going good up here. I just got news about an hour before uh, talking to you that they were lowered the tier, so we can be op- the cl- comedy club could be open for people inside for twenty five percent capacity. So
0: that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Uh, so far, you guys have been able to weather the storm during all this. Uh, for for my listeners, uh, well, I, I will mention it at the beginning there that you are the <laughs> owner and proprietor of the Savage Henry Comedy Club in uh, Eureka, California.
1: Correct. That is correct, four one five Fifth Street, to be exact.
0: All right, and if you've never been to Eureka, Arcata, Humboldt area, it is fantastic. One of my favorite places to visit. I plan on going up by the end of the year. So,
1: right on. Well, we'll throw you on the stage for sure.
0: Oh no, I don't want to do that. I, I hate going on stage. <laughs> I just want to come up, say hi, and pick up some weed to bring home. That's about it.
1: <laughs> and you don't need. I mean, you don't need to come all the way up here anymore. Then Vegas has got weed. Doesn't yeah, no, it, right. But-
0: yeah, but the weed up there is way better and it's new, you know, and it's just fun to take that drive. I I, I do enjoy that drive, like to and from, and I want to try the the drive from here because I feel like I can cut through Bakersfield up to San Francisco,
1: and you can do it that way, or you can come all the way up the backside and come up Reno and then come over like through Susanville and come to two ninety nine all the way.
0: Yeah, that that's an. I would probably do one on the way there and one on the way home.
1: Yeah. The the Susanville one, man. I was with Redbeard and Foxmeat, two comedians from Humboldt. They both look like one looks like the dad of the other one. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Large men with beards, and we were doing those Tahoe shows. I don't think you ever did the run, but I don't know if you remember we used to do like a weekend in Tahoe with yeah, three different
0: places. I've heard about
1: those, yeah. And they didn't even look at the map. They just went on two ninety nine and kept going and ended up in Susanville where like people were looking at them like like an easy rider style at the KFC when they stop <laughs> so, uh, Dude, I Disney. I love that Disney.
0: like uh the two of the Humboldt local names. I mean I I know these guys are fantastic friends, but Foxmeat and Redbeard. That's all you gotta know about. Like yeah. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor, Do- Fox. Doctor Foxmeat yeah, that's right. He got his PhD in Fox in yeah. <laughs> But and it was and so like uh, you got the club going. You've been doing Savage Henry Magazine, what, since 2010?
1: Correct. So it's, uh, we just did our 11th uh, anniversary in January. Oh, so,
0: yep. So, Savage Henry is a well-established comedy brand in, uh, in Northern California. And I'm sure my listeners are thinking, Scott, how does this tie into Vegas? Well, it is okay. based on Hunter. It's like Hunter S. Thompson themed in a way or inspired.
1: The magazine, yeah, the magazine, the magazine, the the, magazine, the, ma- the name fair Lo- or the name, and Lo- the name Savage Henry comes from a, a reference in Fair and Loathing, where where they pick up the hitchhiker and they say they're on their way to Crocus Scagbear and named Savage Henry, and when I when I read that I thought Scagbear was like a scallywag, like a pirate, yeah, or something, yeah, it sounds like you know so it's sort like, of all name a humor magazine after that. It wasn't until like two years in and I realized it was a heroin dealer. Uh, (laughs) So name the comedy Empire after a heroin dealer who I heard a real dealer to the beats in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. One of these days I'm just waiting when we're open open again. I was gonna wait for some old man to come drifting through the door and get all pissed off at me.
0: Hey man, you're blowing up my spot. I got that fine China I've been trying to unload. (laughs) Okay, so I I kinda had a special thing planned for you. Where all I was right. gonna go through uh like and read one star Yelp reviews from the places they shot Fear and Loathing. But guess what?
1: What? They're all
0: closed. They've all yeah. been torn down. If we wanna do a Fear and Loathing uh like episode of this show out here and I wanna go to I would have to go to the graveyard of the Neon Museum where the old sign for the stardust
1: uh yeah. is,
0: the, is where it exists because those places are and majority of the movie believe it or not was filmed in los angeles
1: yeah i mean if you're talking places that were filmed or places it was set there's definitely a difference um, we uh we went to vegas uh for the 40th anniversary uh of fair and loving which we just timed by pure coincidence it wasn't like there wasn't an event in vegas it's like 40 years of it was just us being there and it happened to be the same weekend that that 40 years previous Thompson went and when I went to the circus circus and they didn't have the carousel bar, I was like, let down for the day. I was like, I was like, man, I can't even get on the carousel bar and have a couple of drinks at the carousel bar. That was like, well, so so disappointing.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So I was just looking this up and, um, I had it saved actually. So the carousel bar, was actually the the they felt, shot all that for the movie at the Boardwalk Casino, which is now closed down. But they uh, they they basically ripped off the idea of the the bar the horse around bar from Circus Circus and turned uh, it into the carousel bar for the movie. Yeah. Excuse me, I had to sneeze there, everybody. I apologize. Oh, but uh, yeah, so it was some Hollywood trickery that. That bar, to, like they made that place look like Circus Circus. It was clearly supposed to be Circus Circus, but Circus Circus wanted nothing to do with their name in the movie.
1: Oh, I bet. Was, <laughs> oh, they called it Bunko Circus or something like that, or Bunko something. In the movie, they called it yeah, like Bunko. it's uh, like
0: bazooka or uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the bazuku or the bazuko casino. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Right? The bazuko. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I, I was like trying to do all this research to have this fun thing where it's like, oh, Chris is gonna love this. He loves that movie and that book so much, it's gonna be fantastic. And it's like, nope. Nah, turn turns out that that's just a, a chapter of Vegas that is long past. But yeah. uh, the Bellagio currently sits where the Dunes was, which is one of the spots in there. Um, Dang, the Circus Circus
1: still there, but they're just trying to be all something they're not. They're just, they should just embrace being the divey. The divey circus theme casino.
0: Yeah, Uh, they got some Vince Neil theme bar there, I believe now.
1: Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, It's like like signature on it.
0: Yeah, it's like got Vince Neil shit. Like you get like the special Vince Neil margarita, the Vince Neil like like. like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: the Motley Motley Crue curly fries.
0: Yeah, like it's it's pretty cheesy. Like I think it was Vince Neil. If I'm, it was someone of that. I. It was either him or Brett Michaels now that I think about it, same dude, I mean there's <laughs> <laughs> not a big difference there, like we're not like Brett michaels like uh if I told you either of them had a theme bar at a chitty casino on the strip, but that wouldn't surprise me either I'll, I'll tell you them. what the the new one that's opening up on the strip I think it might be some of it's open already, but it's a huge uh, resort world. Have you heard about that
1: no uh oh, I like the. RV camping place? Well, it's
0: huge. Kind of, I guess. But it's it's huge. And it's a Hilton, a Conrad. And there's, like, three. It's three hotels in one. And there's, like, four but, towers it, where they it, all meet in the center. And there's, like, a huge, like, common area for four massive hotels.
1: Wow. So, man. So, people will not literally not have to, like, go on the street at all. It's, like, a... Yeah, I know. So, it's,
0: it's its own little, like, zip code or whatever. Like, wow. And what's funny about that to me is it's a non-smoking casino. The entire place. The whole complex. It's like, let's wow. go to a fucking non-smoking casino. I, I've really cut back on my cigarette smoking. I, I rarely smoke anymore. Only when I'm having a couple of drinks, which is not nearly as much as I used to. I have three-day hangovers now, so I just can't do it anymore, really. And, yep. s- and so, like, uh, yeah. like but I, 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 If I'm fucking at a blackjack table or whatever, and I'm fucking down 100 bucks... I want to burn a fucking heater. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I might burn a whole pack of heaters at that point when I'm chasing my fucking losses. But dude, yeah. I, I don't want to like. And I get like non smoking tables, non smoking areas, like for the machines or the sports book. All that. Totally okay with that. Actually, with the sports book, there needs to be a smoking area in the sports book and a non smoking area.
1: Nervous watching those games.
0: Yeah, I want to be able to fucking have a. Have a smoke while I'm in there. Also, I used to—I always bring my weed pen in places in casinos, and I, if I want to hit my weed pen, I need it to have a full smoking area. You know, it needs to be full smoking so I don't look so fucking suspicious taking dabs,
1: dude. So does that? So it's not legal to do in Vegas to hit a vape pen in a casino?
0: No, it's actually really illegal.
1: Oh, so I don't that.
0: actually do that when I go to casinos. I was just making that up, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: not trying to put you on blast just...
0: <laughs> no yeah it's like you're not supposed to because but the like okay so i've mentioned this to people on the show before but the strip's not actually city of las vegas okay it's either paradise or winchester depending on what part of the strip you're on for the most part you actually hit vegas when you hit like downtown
1: like fremont street, like fremont
0: street and all that like that's las vegas that's city of vegas all right. So that's why, like, you don't always have, like, like the Vegas Metro cops are different than the Las Vegas police that patrol the Strip.
1: I see. Like, one's like a sheriff's department. One's like a... Yeah,
0: kind of. Like, so I, like, the one, ones out near that patrol near me, totally different group than the Strip. It's like, yeah. it's like a completely different thing. So it's like a... It's like when I grew up in Whittier, California... There's Whittier, and then there's unincorporated LA County in Whittier. Yeah, it's technically like they have a Whittier address and all that, but it's technically not city of Whittier.
1: Well, where I live in McKinleyville is not a city; it's an, it's unincorporated.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like the vibe of Paradise Winchester over there. Like, there's no mayor of Winchester, but there's uh, casino. Like, if you if you're in the, that part of the strip and you like post a tweet or whatever and you tag it, it it won't say tag you in Vegas; it'll tag you in Winchester
1: or. Paradise. Wow,
0: little known fact.
1: Anyway, I'm gonna try. And, I'm gonna try and bet somebody next time I'm in Vegas. Somebody I come. I bet you're not in Vegas <laughs> when you're in the. Yeah, and Man. betting will start there. Thanks for that tip.
0: Yeah, I mean that's uh that's you know like so, uh, yeah, so like the newer spots that they're opening downtown are actually really cool. Yeah, because they're combining like the old school aesthetic. With the new school amenities. Okay. So it's like, it's all modernized, but they're going, they're trying to rebuild that old school, like mobbed up Vegas feel.
1: Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So, like that's- the
0: new circa and a couple of the other new spots that they're building downtown.
1: Well, as long as you're not really going to find a body under your bed, then it's cool.
0: Yeah. Well, no, they would never let that allow that. The mob would never allow that to happen in the city. You know, that happens way out in the outskirts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, out where I live. <laughs>
1: I don't want to get involved in this conversation. Yeah. I don't know anything about it and it makes me nervous.
0: No, no, but no, it's fucking safe here now. The mo- the mob, mob mob doesn't control the casinos anymore. The con- mob controls the linen unions. The linen? The, yeah, the linen unions. Like, okay. The, yeah, because there's a there's lot a of lot hotels, of... you know, that need uh, washcloths and towels and whatnot. And so, you know, the mob fucking gets their piece of the action by uh controlling, you know, which companies get the contracts for which hotels in terms of, uh, services.
1: Right on. Well,
0: I think, I don't know. That's what I read in a book like 20 years ago. That was printed like 20 (laughs) years ago. So my (laughs) info is probably really dated on this, but be be fine. Well, go ahead.
1: Speaking of the old time feel, the, uh, Fremont street is like that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, isn't Fremont Street the closest you're going to get to like classic? Yeah,
0: Vegas? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you still have like the old school, like cheesy lights and stuff. But like places like the Plaza, the Golden Nugget, uh, the California, the, uh, they haven't changed much over the years. You know, like they're they're pretty yeah. they're pretty much what they are. But the problem with Fremont, I feel, is that the overhead thing. Like the oh yeah, pretty modern. I mean, it's cool and all, but like. It kind of takes away from, like, the cool, I don't know, the cool view of that. Like, it just kind of, it loses the aesthetic. Like, cause it, it's like it's a, you step out from this badass, like, old-school underworld vibe into Disneyland.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, a... I remember, I got a, I was, when I was in, um, during that time we were doing the 40 Years of Fear and Loathing, I was on um, Fremont Street waiting for Monica to come out of a casino or something. And some dude, some jockey douchey dude comes walking up to me and goes, uh, goes Hey man, can I take your picture? Cause you know, they have all the, uh, the impersonators. Uh-huh. And I was like, sure. Who, who do you think I am? And he said, you're Pablo Escobar. And I, was like, <laughs> I am Pablo Escobar and you can take my picture.
0: <laughs> That'll be $5. Yep.
1: He didn't tip me anything, but I was like, I went, I've been in Pablo Escobar like so many Halloween since then. That's fucking
0: hilarious, dude. Like, I, I need to find who my character is. I shaved my head, so it's bald now. So now, just I, go down. If you just go down
1: there and stand, someone will tell you who you are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a life that is. See, that's why I don't like getting on stage anymore, dude. It's just people fucking. Hey, dance monkey! Hey, look at you! You do this. You look like this. You're a piece of shit. You know, at least with this show, like I can sit here and people just tell me I sound like an idiot. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to tell me I sound and look like an idiot. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you know what's weird is that on that Fremont Street uh, trip, we were co- this is a different time. We were covering a we we're going down there to sell ads for the magazine to a, a champs trade show, which is like a head shop trade. okay yeah giant we were there three days and we walked all day we still didn't see the whole thing so it's a giant head shop convention with glass and all kinds of stuff and we were on fremont street and i was with dutch and matt and monica and we were there and some dude with like a cupid came up and we were doing dutch does that video thing we used to do with Uh dutch so and we interviewed this cupid guy and then we ended up having dinner with him he ended up finding us sitting and he ended up sitting and eating dinner with us The first year I own the club, I'm sitting there, and this kid walks in and starts talking. How his dad just died, and he lived in Vegas, and he played Cupid on the Fremont, and he was like, "Oh my, dude! This guy, this kid, this dude's kid comes into the club all the time." Whoa, that's a small world, man. Yeah, that's so So, cool. that, That Cupid has passed away, but still, it was a weird connection. Small world.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is small. Um. When I was like 21, 22, I used to come out here for this company I work for and was doing uh, merchandising. I've talked about it before, setting up Albertson store, doing remodels and setting up brand new Albertson stores, right? And one time I stayed at Sam's Town, which is over like on Boulder Highway on the east side. And it's a great, great spot. Great, like out of the way spot where they got like this atrium park in the middle of the casino. So it's like the four wall, like the, all the rooms are on these, like f- the four walls of the casino, but the middle is all a huge indoor park with the glass ceiling in the middle. And in the middle of that, there's a bar. And the cool thing about that bar is they have like a water, like light show, like every hour on the hour. Cause it's called the Ram's head bar. There's like a Ram skull on top of it. Cause it's like, a, yeah. it's like a rock formation place, but it's like one of the only non-video poker spots. And there's all these, like, little tables that go around the stream around it. So, like, it, even if you just, like, it's a cool place to just go sit down, watch the stream go by, and kind of hang out for a minute. And it's really peaceful. And most hotels don't offer that kind of spot. You know, it's like there's always just the clang, clang, clang in the machines and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, when I stayed there, for, I would stay there for, for a week at a time for work. So it was really a nice place to go to get away from a lot of stuff, okay? Then there was this guy that called himself Moby Dick that hung out there.
1: Jesus Christ! Do I want? Yeah, dude. And he
0: (laughs) made a fucking. He took like an old, like a Clorox bottle, and he made a fucking like whale out of this fuck. Like a you made a whale hat out of a fucking like half of a Clorox bottle. Nice. Like I give him credit for his creativity, but he had all this like basically like he took old liquor bottles and would put like socks on them. And like make puppets out of him and sell them to people at the bar, and I bought one of his puppet things, and it's somewhere I have it somewhere still. Like, oh, sick. but it's called it's called the burp and slurp. But it's like a bottle of eng brandy with like this dumb sock puppet he created that that sits on top of it. But it looks pretty funny. But I'm sure that guy's long, dead. Like, but I, I like the idea of a guy making a dumb whale hat, walking around calling himself Moby Dig. And being like, hey, I'm a fucking artist. You wanna buy some of my fucking art? Here you go. Buy me a drink. And here's your fucking pup sock puppet, you dingleberry. Like it was a really funny fucking gimmick he had.
1: Nice. Local. Local flavor. You're not gonna get that guy in every town for sure.
0: No, no, no. Like he's on the outskirts of Vegas, like I said. You're not gonna meet that guy on even on Fremont Street. You're sure as shit not gonna see him at the MGM Grand, you know, like <laughs> <laughs>
1: For a second, then he'll disappear,
0: yeah, no, no, he's probably not allowed in those places like he's it's they immediately flag him out of there, but he wore like a plaid sport coat, you know, he was a character, like he probably could have been like a vaudeville guy if he was born in the right time and place. He just missed it his window by a two, three, four decades, or whatever there, for sure, but. So okay, outside of Fear and Loathing, what's your favorite uh, Vegas movie? And when I say Vegas movie, it doesn't have to be like a movie that that uh, like the whole thing takes place here. It could just have like one scene, like Swingers, where they come here for like the one night. You know, like anything that ha- where the storyline somehow involves Las Vegas.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Thinking here. Yeah, take your time. All right.
0: There's a lot of movies, you know.
1: There are a lot of movies about Vegas.
0: A Lot, a lot of movies. Like you know, there's, and it factors in in a lot of movies too. You know, where it's, you know, I can
1: think. Do, of, they go, do they go through Vegas on vacation? The movie. There's, Vac- a, Va-
0: there's a Vegas vacation movie.
1: Well, that's probably going to be the one I like then. <laughs> I watch it first, but <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't seen
0: Vegas Vacation.
1: I don't think I have. I have. It was a long time ago.
0: Dude, where Cousin Eddie lives on, like, the old nuclear testing fucking site out in the middle of the desert, and he's, like, frying eggs on the rocks.
1: No, I haven't seen that one, then. No. Oh. I so
0: You definitely need to watch that one, because that one... I think it's on HBO Max right now. Right. I think all the vacation movies are on there right now. And, dude, Cousin Eddie... Gold... Because he takes Clark to, like, the Bootleg Casino, where they play, like, guess a number between 1 and 10, and, like, War... like three card money
1: (laughs) and it's a different rusty and the daughter right
0: yeah yeah like it is in everyone the rusty that that one is ethan embry from can't hardly wait and uh
1: dutch all right uh man that's uh why no one calls him out on that it's like they just get away with just changing him up now just become a running gag i guess
0: yeah i think it it was supposed to be a gag from the beginning for like like, most of these mo- like movies, the kids are always kind of interchangeable or replaceable. It's like the parents driving force behind the comedy. It pro- I think it, what probably happened was, the fir- for the native European vacation, Anthony Michael Hall had become a huge star by that point. Exactly. So, so he was probably too hard to get. And they were like, well, instead of replacing one, let's replace both. And then they're like, well, wait, this is a good bit. We can t- completely change who these people are. Because every- in the first couple, it appears Rusty might be older than Audrey. But yeah. then in uh, Christmas Vacation, Juliet Lewis is clearly older than the guy from Big Bang Theory. Okay. The guy from, kid from Roseanne.
1: Oh, uh, is he, the-, is he He's the Rusty? Rusty,
0: yeah. The guy from oh. Johnny Galecki, yeah.
1: Yeah. Dang
0: he's rusty and Chris and it's Juliet Lewis as Audrey.
1: Okay. So that might then, be the then, most
0: star loaded Audrey. Cause like, she's still a huge star and he like, he's one of the biggest TV stars on the planet, you know, like,
1: and with that, with, uh, them doing that, you don't know where each movie stands in the VCU, the uh, vacation cinematic universe. Yeah, so. no, this is true because <laughs>
0: hey, well, you also have the new vacation with Ed Helms. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Okay, he plays Rusty, grown up, and Christina Applegate plays his wife, and they're trying to recreate the fucking epic vacations of his childhood.
1: Jeez, why would you want to recreate every one of those? Were awful.
0: And I believe uh Leslie Mann plays Audrey in like a cameo appearance, where like he visits her on one of their stops across the country, and then. Uh Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are in it as well as like like the grand like they're going to visit the grandparents. I believe that's like kind of the uh, premise of the movie. So it worked. It's funny, dude. I I liked it. Uh, I only saw it once. I think it's on. I think it's on one of the streaming services. I should probably watch that again to catch up.
1: You know. And they're coming out with a new Ghostbusters. Yeah.
0: Di- now, didn't they just do one with the grandkids or whatever? Or did I just see that, a trailer I,
1: for that? I think that's the one they're
0: coming out with. Okay, I think I just saw the trailer for that then, and then I wasn't quite sure. Sometimes I, I swear, like, dude, someone told me this week that Kanye and Kim were uh, getting divorced, and now this is something I would normally not pay attention to because I don't. It's I I don't follow those people. It's not like something in my wheelhouse. Like they're not, they don't play baseball. They don't, uh, you know, like they're just out of my, they're out of my fucking. They're not in Scorsese movies. Like, I don't think about them. Like, they're just, they're a non-entity to me. And, like, and I was like, I could have sworn, like, they, this happened, like, four months ago. Like, I'm having, like, a lot of Mandela effect stuff. Maybe it's just from the quarantine. Or it's just, like, I keep feeling like, oh, no, that already happened, like, four months ago. Like, Or maybe I'm a psychic.
1: Maybe. That's probably what it is.
0: And I'm, like, living these things if i'm a si- if i'm a psychic you know. living in las vegas like the way i'm living right now then i'm a really bad psychic
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, i gonna take that psychic to the sports book man
0: yeah if i was that big of a psychic trust me i would i would that, you know that's all psychics would say though like it doesn't work like that i can just see images i don't know exactly what outcomes will be
1: hey what do you think of the brewer's chances this year
0: I like them, dude. I think I think they're good. I really like that young uh, Hawaiian kid, the second baseman,
1: uh, Hira. Hira, Keston.
0: yeah, Keston Hira, dude. He's fucking. I think he's got a lot of. I could see him being like a Jeff Kent type in his
1: future. Yeah, like a he's second good.
0: baseman that just hits a shitload of home runs, like a Ryan Sandberg, a guy like that.
1: Yeah, yeah he's got. A, he's funny too. So and then we got Yelich, but then I'm not even looking at the roster until we get closer to it. I'm just not going to get emotionally invested into some players that are just going to be gone. Yeah, like, so.
0: I mean, because spring training is like a whole month or whatever. So, it's like, there's a lot. And normally, we would have already had pitchers and catchers report. Like, what's going on here? When's that going to happen? I've I reported, I think. they Have they? Okay. I, I, I have been so fucking busy lately. I haven't really been t- paying attention much to uh, any kind of sports. And when I say I've been really fucking busy... I have been eating, sitting around eating cold cuts, rewatching The Sopranos, and uh, doing this show. <laughs> That's how many times around is this for The Sopranos? Is it? It's probably like the eighth or ninth time, at least, nice. Ma- maybe even tenth. I don't know. Like, there was a period in my life where I, one of the only things I had was a season three DVD, so I've seen season three a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> like, uh, but no, I like every time I watch Sopranos, I try and watch it for something different. And I think the best way to watch it is watch it thinking this is a dark comedy. It's not yeah. a gripping mob show. It's not a story about, you know, a man's like dealing with his issues through therapy. It's not a family drama. It's a straight up dark comedy. And once you look at it like that, I every scene pretty much has a hilarious joke in it. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I uh, What is it about that show? Isn't Danky doing it, too? Probably
0: cuz it's on all the it's on streaming services it's been a while also the talking sopranos podcast i don't know if you've listened to that at all no or it's also on youtube where you can watch it but michael imperioli and steve shrippa who played bobby bacala like, okay they uh do a whole like they're basically they haven't watched the show since it originally aired since it Okay and so they're doing a rewatch where they're doing it episode by episode and then each episode, they pretty much have an interview with a former cast member, crew member, writer, or whatever, and they talk about their show, and then they break down the episode.
1: Oh, I think, uh, you know, Matt Lieb, right? Uh, Matt Lieb. The, Matt yeah, Lieb, yeah, Matt Lieb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has one, I think, called Get, Get Yourself a Pod.
0: Yeah, like, there's a few Sopranos right. podcasts, but that yeah. that's the big one right now, because that's with the... Yeah, with the people with who are in it. With the people who are in it, and... Like, uh, what was it? Like their Christmas special episode. They did, they had David Chase on for a special interview, like the creator of it, you know, like, and it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of crazy how, how like that show came together. It's like, originally Fox was, was interested in CBS and it's wow. like, dude, like that show would not have worked on network TV at all. No. They would have had to no. completely change it. Like there's no way they could have made that show for network TV. I mean, just the strip club scenes. Alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we just got done watching all the seasons of Fargo.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. I, I yeah. am not caught up on the newest one yet.
1: Okay, yeah, we just finished it like a couple days ago. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, you found yourself starting to talk like that when you watch them all in a row. <laughs> yeah. Start talk- Talking like you're in Minnesota.
0: You betcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. did, did you... Uh... What was your favorite of the first three? Because those are the
1: ones I've seen. Um, Probably the first season.
0: And if you haven't, if you're listening, and you haven't watched the Fargo series, it's amazing. I And I agree, first season. I like the second season a lot, but Billy Bob Thornton in first season, when I first watched that, I was like, this might be the best acting work of his career. And I told that to a couple of friends that hadn't seen the show yet. And they're like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, seriously. Like, he's fucking incredible in this first season. Like
1: Then that those last couple of episodes when... Yeah, when and when they go to when they I think they're in Vegas when it happens. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah that that's it was so intense,
0: dude. And Billy Bob Thornton in that he's based like for those that haven't seen it, it's like it's him playing the Javier Bardem character from No Country for Old Men, basically.
1: That that was a Coen Brothers movie, right? Yeah.
0: So the way they do, that- they do Fargo is like if you watch all the Coen Brothers movies, each season they take like three or four move- of their movies and kind of combine them and set them in the Fargo's u- universe is basically how it yeah.
1: works. Yeah. And then they have a, they have a link that's a subtle link. Yeah. Through, that connects all of them through the, it gets fun toward when you, when you finally catch on and that's what they're doing. Like, Oh, that guy's from that guy. that that guy's from So that guy like, from like the way I look
0: at it is season one is basically they're like a no country for old men, uh, meets like raising Arizona. Okay, yeah. and then season two was kind of like uh, Miller's Crossing, with maybe like a taste of Barton Fink or like or Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay, and then season three was Lebowski, with like like they really kind of hammered Lebowski at that one scene where it's like she's sitting at the bowling alley and they do that wide what? shot. <laughs> with the-
1: the Stranger?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean they totally do that scene from Lebowski. But it's Lebowski and then also kinda like um what was the other one I was thinking of with theirs? Oh uh Blood Simple. Okay.
1: That's their first one. That's their
0: first one, yeah. So it's like that's kinda how I see it. And I think also the uh the third season, uh, there's also a bit of a serious man in there, which is one of my favorite Cohen Brothers movies. That one's fucking yeah.
1: fantastic. I should watch them all again and then watch Fargo again.
0: Yeah, and, and then yeah, and see where like cuz like every now and then when I'll be watching a Coen Brothers movie, I'll be like, "Oh shit, that was on Fargo season 2," like, you know, like Yeah, man. So, I really I I actually I was just cleaning out uh some stuff the other day and I found this four-pack DVD set I got years ago where it's Fargo, Blood Simple, Miller's Crossing, and Raising Arizona all in one set.
1: Yeah, that's like their first four movies, right?
0: I think Barton Fink was before Fargo, I'm pretty okay. sure. And Hudsucker Proxy, I think. Or, I, I don't know, is that there? I forget. I am not the world's greatest historian, everyone, and I am really <laughs> sorry for that. I'm pretty good, though. Well, I, I mean, it's funny. I'm sitting here, I got my phone and my computer in front of me. I mean, I am using the computer to do the Zoom conference with you, but... At the same time, it's like I literally have every bit of information in the world at my fingertips, and I still refuse to look anything up.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just becoming that lazy as a fucking person.
1: Yeah. I uh, I usually end up following and looking it up. It drives me crazy. I find myself obsessing over it. watching a show and seeing a familiar actor and being like, "Who the fuck is that? I can't figure it out. I have to look it up. Oh,
0: dude, yeah. I, and then you start going down those IMDB rabbit hole chases.
1: Yeah, and you're not even watching the show that you were totally yeah. enthralled. There
0: yeah. you go. Yeah, I do that a lot, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, dude, like, because we're both from this, you know, we're from the same generation of, like, dude, when you're growing up, when we were growing up, a lot of times you just only have, like, the VHS tapes that you taped from off stuff off TV or yep. the handful that you might have been lucky enough to get, like, used. Like, like, because back in the day, like, VHS is no shit. Like in the eighties, it cost like a hundred bucks for a VHS.
1: Bucks or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was something ridiculous.
1: Because About they- that recording, recording of recording the videos though, when I lived in Tokyo, my grandparents would because I lived there with my parents, you know, we but we lived on the economy. We didn't live on base, so we didn't have any T V that we could understand. So my grandparents would record T V that they from back home from regular T V commercials and everything. Oh shit. <laughs> It would get bored with the show halfway through it and just feel click and it, it switch it over. So we're like, ah! "Oh, we're like, murder!" She wrote, and then about halfway through, "Murder!" She wrote. We go over to sixty minutes. I'm like, "Oh man,
0: dude, that's so funny!" So like, you just get like you didn't even get to watch. You just got to watch someone channel someone else channel surf.
1: Kind of, yeah. My grandpa too. So, yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Good thing Fox what, news wasn't around back then. Yeah, that's, all, was, that's all we would.
0: Just been you watching Hannity and Carlson, like some little yeah. kid sitting in Japan wondering what the fuck are these lunatics raving about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they find the tapes and they become some type of crazy, like cult, like Bible.
0: I mean, at that point, he has got to learn to speak Japanese and get really into the local TV, like.
1: Uh, I would, We we would watch local TV. I would watch it just because, like, try to find a game show. Because those game shows, you didn't need to know what they were saying. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Dude, I saw one, like, an HBO special or whatever, like, highlights from uh, Japanese game shows. where There was one where it was just a bunch of guys sitting in a big bucket of ice, and they all drink beer, and, like, the first one to pee loses.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the
0: game show. It was. The-
1: there's one that um, I forgot if it's hot water or if it's like a hot pan or something. But you, if you have an event, like a, I think it even has to be a charitable event. You can announce it on the show f- for as many seconds as you can stand being like doused in hot, scolding water. Oh, my God. <laughs> or something. So you stand there. That's
0: the most <laughs> fucked up way to approach fucking charity on the planet. I mean, shout out I to could, anybody uh, who takes
1: it. I could be wrong about the charity part, but I almost paused it. <laughs> Charity, like you're having like a bake sale coming up for the PTA or something. You send a th- in person up for that show. And well, be I'm
0: like, just some fucking kid that like needs like some tumors removed, and so the parents of God be like, Oh, my only hope is to stand there as long as possible. We're completely. I'm thinking of also the American healthcare system. So it's like, I'm thinking of uh, someone just it. willing to fucking like get third degree burns all over their entire body just to let their kid get the tumors removed, like some really grim situation like that. Or, okay, I'm also thinking of, like, someone, like, that really needs a boob job or something, and they're
1: willing to do it. <laughs> that would probably be the American version, for sure. Yeah. that You know, that's a good
0: game show. Who wants to get a boob job? <laughs> and I'm like, it's like Shark Tank, where they all pitch why they need bigger titties. And then we have a pants.
1: Oh, maybe and some need them reduced or something.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want my like uh, the right tits for me or something. I don't know, you know, like
1: <laughs> <laughs> not the left one, but the right one. Yeah,
0: I know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a pun for like proper fit, you know, like pro- like a uh, like a tight a t- tight fit tit. I don't know, like fit. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah, (laughs) but ideally, you know, whether it's like, you know, you know, people with body issues or, or, you know, like you said, people that need a reduction or whatever it is, you know, they all come on and like, we have like a panel of sharks and they'll be like, Hey, I'll pay like, it's like, I'll, I'll pay 20% of your titties. But you know you gotta like watch my, the owns, you gotta wash one. my car once a month
1: <laughs> in, a, in a tank top or whatever, like oh they have to put an ad on the side or something yeah,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, you gotta put an yeah, I want branding rights for the left hit
1: uh, <laughs> I want a naming stadium naming rights for for your tramp stamp,
0: uh oh, that's good,, okay. yeah, I also uh. I like to work out a partnership with a few other people, get a rotating Cleavage medallion that uh, each of us switch off once a week. Here, uh, you ever seen the movie Midnight Madness. It was like a late 70s movie. It was like Michael J. Fox's first movie.
1: I think so. Wasn't it like a Kentucky Fried movie type of thing? No,
0: no. Oh. It was more like Rat Race, where it was like a group of like, college kids, like a bunch of different teams, like the jocks, the nerds, the 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 feminists, the... The the cool kids, the slackers, and they all had like a separate team and they're driving around L.A. all night solving clues, trying to get to the like the big scavenger hunt type thing.
1: Oh, uh, no, I haven't seen that.
0: OK, well, there's a scene where it's like the clue is look between the huge giant melons at this uh, restaurant and they're all like ordering all these, uh, the all the teams get there at the same time. They're all ordering all the melons trying to figure it out. And then they look and there's like a waitress with a huge rack. And she's got a like a necklace with like it says like hug me on there, and they realize that's the clue. And then it's like like third like twenty five college kids all trying to assault the same waitress so they could see her necklace and figure out where the next
1: clue is supposed to be. It's really funny. Yeah, probably probably wouldn't play well today's day. I, I
0: think it still could play okay. You know, you just have to have someone yeah. with a deft comedic touch, such as myself, handling a situation like that. Yeah, and
1: you know. Well, they also, uh, Gavin Newsom, our governor, just okayed outdoor sports, so we were thinking about getting wiffle ball started, having just a regular wiffle ball league on top of the, uh, com- the special comedy. Idea. Yeah, Getting wiffle ball going. That's a I, idea. There's an Instagram account called Major League Wiffle. You should check him out, dude. You get, I get stuck just watching their videos for like. I should half get a hour. league
0: going. Get going, a league going here in Vegas. Uh, get all the different weed uh, cultivations and dispensaries. Each get their own team. We could have a huge league. There's uh, so many shops and uh, different groves and stuff. Are there? Yeah. yeah. We could. Uh, that be a. That could be a huge fucking league.
1: Just Try it, man. Get it started, and then get them to advertise in the magazine. But they, I guess, we're not in Nevada, so it doesn't. They yeah, I, I don't want to put something together.
0: Hey, it, I, it's hard enough for me to do this show by myself, talking to one friend per episode. Let and I do two episodes a week, but still, like, that's hard enough for me. Like, let, let's like let's slow down expectations of anything else I'm going to accomplish <laughs> right now. <laughs> no worries. I, I gonna, you can barely get me away from my couch where you know I can rewatch Game I actually I've been rewatching Game of Thrones lately.
1: As well. Do you ever get them confused in your mind and think Tony Soprano is gonna walk on to like Winterfall or some shit? Like
0: that would be amazing. Like a Soprano's <laughs> Game of Thrones crossover.
1: That would be. Or like a fi- imagine a fighting game. Someone should make the fighting game the- with Game
0: of Thrones. Actually, and, I'm thinking of a of a Game of Thrones spinoff. Okay, check, I'm gonna pitch this. To you. This is a good idea, I think. All right. So, like, we didn't see all the royal houses in the War of the Five Kings and the Great Wars of the the of the the, the Song of Ice and Fire series, right? I don't know. We haven't met every royal house. I'm guessing you know, there's a there's got to be some castle somewhere that no one's really paid attention to because they weren't quite a strategic position. But what if this is basically like the Jersey house?
1: Like Jersey Shore?
0: Yeah, well, or like Sopranos people, but it's like Jersey uh- people. It's very, very Italian Jersey type people. I don't know, would they live in Dorne?
1: Yeah. Would
0: that be a Dornish house, like the Jersey Boy? Like or like or would they live more like Storms End? I'm trying to think of like what region would the the what would be the New Jersey of Westeros is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I'm not familiar with it anymore. Is enough.
0: <laughs> I've read the books a little, so I feel like kind of like, and each book's like 1,500 pages, so you feel like a goddamn expert on medieval, <laughs> his, on fake medieval history after you read one of those books.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I'm trying to recall the map in my head. I just don't know the name. I see the map. I can okay, see like the land.
0: Dorn's to the south, right? That's the very southern part. Is that where the islands are. Yeah, I think there's some islands in there, but like you know, the the Iron Island. That's like and then you got the north. The north is the north, and then the oh. wall. Okay, so yeah, yeah uh, I know that one. So you got the the Dorne at the bottom, and then working your way up t- to the north uh, west is the the Reach, r- home of uh, the 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 Tyrell family in High Garden, and then to okay. the right or to the <laughs> the right of the to the to the east. You have, towards Esteros, you have um, Storm's End, where the Baratheon family called home. And then okay. as you work your way up, you get to the Crownlands, where the King's Landing is. And then north of the Reach, I think, is like the Westerlands, which is like the Lannister territory. And then you get into the Riverlands, the, and then the Vale, and then up to the Iron Islands in the
1: north. Yeah, man. Are you looking at that? Do you have it on your phone right no, now? No, no. I'm
0: just thinking of it in my head.
1: <laughs> that's just all from memory?
0: Yeah, that's all from memory. And I, I, right. I think I might have missed like a little territory here or there, maybe. I, don't, yeah. I think I got all the kingdoms, though.
1: Whatever. You watch it? You watch the Mandalorian?
0: You know, I haven't watched season two yet. I, I watched season one. I liked it. I haven't watched season two
1: yet, though. So I need to watch that. You should watch it. It's pretty damn good. And they're coming out with all kinds of new shows now.
0: I use my brother's Disney plus password and I didn't want to ruin the, where him and his kids were at watching it
1: together. Oh, uh, that's very thoughtful of it. I think you can make your own account.
0: Yeah. Well, like they're, uh, they were done with it for a while. It's like, I've just been busy. And like, usually when I throw stuff, that's why I've been rewatching Sopranos because at the end of the night, I'll just throw something on that. I can go to bed to that. Hey, I've seen it a million times. I don't care if I miss something like yeah. I'm not going to be invested in it. Like I'm tired. I just want to crash out. Like,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, I watched Mandalorian probably four or five times all the way through already. Uh,
0: really? Four or five Yeah. Oh man, I need to do that. Dude, have you watched Castlevania on uh Netflix at all?
1: No, I haven't. Is it the cartoon?
0: Yeah, it's pretty dope, dude. If you miss Game of Thrones, it'll satisfy like that hardcore R-rated medieval bloodlust
1: okay
0: like where they, they there's a lot of cussing it's animated you know so it's like you don't see real tits but uh <laughs> <laughs> like, no it's 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 pretty cool i i dig it like i, I watched the first two seasons of that i enjoyed that one i also watched the first season of blood of zeus which is like a greek mythology kind of themed r-rated anime show on netflix that i thought was pretty cool
1: well i haven't checked it out I uh, we just started watching the Muppet Show,
0: <laughs> dude. You know what? I, I need to fucking, yeah, that's something I need to fucking throw down, dude.
1: Muppet Show, on uh, it's on Disney Plus, so every episode,
0: like the old one, right? Like the old episodes,
1: yeah, yeah, the Sunday, oh,
0: Sunday nights. That was my favorite show when I was a little kid, like,
1: yeah, because you watch folks, your folks would laugh, you would laugh, everybody yeah, would laugh.
0: everybody had a good time, that's right, like, that's. Unlike that bummer known as Saturday Night Live, joke-stealing motherfuckers.
1: And I wouldn't wouldn't be able to stay up long enough to watch Saturday Night Live in the early days. Now I'm back to it. Now I can't stay up long enough to watch Saturday Night (laughs) Night Live.
0: (laughs) Yeah, dude. I'm usually, like, honestly, on Saturday nights, I'm usually out by, like, 1030. I'm just so fucking exhausted. Like...
1: Yeah, I've been getting up, getting uh, up. Well, I'd like to get up around Mm eight, eight thirty, and go out and disc golf in the morning around here. Just hit it with the courses. Nobody on the courses, and and throw the disc around. I'm playing with a local comic here, and today uh, Cornell's up visiting his folks, so Cornell joined us today.
0: Oh, nice, dude. That's cool. I need to have him on the show. I haven't had him on the official show yet. He's only done the Patreon episodes with me.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's up here now. And it's cool because the Toby's up here too and I did like a 20 point turn to get out of his parents' backyard <laughs> driveway.
0: Oh, yeah, that's and, a true that's a tricky driveway. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is very
1: not, not meant for a big Econoline van. No, no, no. I did the turn and I look in the window and there's Toby looking at me and she goes, "Great job." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and yeah, about- up. I wouldn't have been able to handle
0: it. See, that'd be real easy in my car. I got a Toyota Rav Four.
1: Yeah, it's like everybody. All the cars in the driveways are very small compared to like the, the van is my primary mode of transportation. So, yeah,
0: dude, yeah, I'm glad I don't live there because I'd have to get a four wheel drive. when I'm thinking about it. I'd have to get a four wheel drive up in, up there. Here, I can get away with the two wheel drive model, which saves me a lot
1: in insurance and whatnot. You really don't need a four-wheel drive unless you're trying to go up to the... It doesn't really snow or anything. Uh, it's it, No, it snows here. Like It actually snowed at my
0: place here a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, down there it did. You yeah. Know, I was talking, I, up here. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, because like, uh, I really like Mount Charleston, which is like 20 minutes from where I live. And I live like 15, 20 minutes from the Strip, okay? Yeah. So, Mount Charleston is like 35, 45 minutes from the Strip. But it's its own whole universe up there. where It's like Alpine forests. Like, it's during the summer, it's 30 degrees cooler than what it is here. So when it's 115 here, it's fucking 85 there. It's really, really nice. But it snows like crazy there.
1: <laughs> and are there, are there resort, like ski oh, resorts? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: There's ski resorts and lodges. In fact, me and Cornell, I've been trying to get him. Uh, we're going to, I think me and him and Rutherford, we were talking about... Uh, um, doing a getting a cabin up there because they have cabins up there. They're like seventy bucks a night. They're pretty sweet.
1: Well, that's pretty. Sure. Is that where Dorner killed himself? Oh no! No, no, a... no. That's like a big bear. bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> I killed himself.
0: Um, no, but I, I we're gonna like I wanted to like take my recording equipment up there and then us do like a bunch of mushrooms and record like a like like six episodes and be like. These are the mushroom, like the mushroom, like the, like the mushroom episodes, like or like uh, the mushroom uh, chronicles or something like that. Yeah, like all right, you know, like it's like a fucking two and a half month long acid trip for the listeners. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But you did. I mean, maybe the listeners not so much, and I don't really have any sponsors yet. So
1: <laughs> sponsors of the universe.
0: Yeah, any any psilocybin companies out there want to fucking sponsor me? <laughs> Reach out to me, the Luxops Here Podcast at gmail dot com. I would love to talk to you about getting an official mushroom sponsor for the show. I think that's the next step. People are looking at getting cannabis sponsor for their shows. Nah, not this guy. S- sk- frog. Sk- frog nah, skipping that, going straight to the big leagues, dude. Yeah.
1: That's gonna be closer than we know it, man. I mean, Colorado and Oregon already decriminalized it, so.
0: Yeah, uh, Washington, D.C. decriminalized everything.
1: And so did Oregon, so.
0: Yeah. I love how Washington, not... D.C. D. should be the first place to legalize all drugs. Because if you have to live there where you don't get representation in a national level in politics and deal with the shitty politicians that, that, and their kids that live there, and you have to deal with all that as your life of, like, that's your regular day-to-day life, you deserve to be able to fucking do drugs. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you've you've earned it.
0: You know, there's no, like, uh, DC is a swamp. It's a horrible place.
1: Yeah. yeah, you got time to drain that swamp. Drain, drain that the swamp. swamp. <laughs> 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 oh man,
0: dude! Like, uh, I got was uh, at the end of my at the end of work today. Uh, sun was coming down, kind of like the sun. It's getting that weird time of year where the sun's like. Days are getting starting to get a little bit longer but daylight savings hasn't happened yet so it's all funky. And uh yeah. Trump Tower literally blinded me as I was trying to take out the trash at work today as at the end of the day. And I was so fucking pissed. I was like somebody <laughs> somebody take a wrecking ball to that big gold dildo looking fucking thing. Like that's the worst, man.
1: And that's on the strip, right?
0: Uh, it's like right off the strip, I, think,
1: I believe. Yeah, because
0: like I, uh, one time I uh, was with an Uber before I got my car, took an Uber there, uh, and we made a wrong turn, and I saw, I was like, oh shit, that's like the main entrance right there, because it's like a side street where the main entrance is. But I think there is also an entrance, maybe on the strip, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's right oh. off it, but uh, they don't have a gaming license there, which I think is fucking hilarious.
1: So there's no casino? There's no casino.
0: There's no slot. It's just, it's like, it's literally like residential shit mostly. It's like companies that own like a suite there and like their people use it when they're in town or whatever.
1: Oh, I thought it was like a full on resort, like casino.
0: No, there's like restaurants and stuff there. And I think there's like some high end stores, but like (laughs) high end stores. Make it high end doing a lot of work in that sense, there. <laughs> 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 like, dude. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, there's like, like, I read a quote from Eric Trump about it where it was like, he said some bullshit, like, no, uh, we don't want guys with tank tops with foot long, like the three foot long cocktails in their sandals walking around playing, like, I'm like, Okay, it's funny how every other fucking strip, every other place is okay with that basically. You know why? Because those people still spend money. And that's what this place is built on getting people to spend money.
1: Yeah. Well, you can be elitist all you want, see where it gets him.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you know, uh, so far. <laughs> I really want to go there and take just at least take a dump sometime. Yeah, like. Redica's tuxedo just to go there and take a shit on the floor of the bathroom. like That would be so funny.
1: Sounds like a jackass thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it kind of is, dude. I should start my own jackass uh, crew out here. Or it's just me doing uh, stupid shit. I I came up with an idea today for, or I had it for a while, but I I thought of a couple dudes I could do it with. We do a show called High Tea. And we just, uh, you know, get really high and do like like, fancy British high tea. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: high tea. High tea. I thought you said high G. No, not high G. I, I thought you were going
0: to spin around in a, in a in some... <laughs> high G. Yeah, we're gonna do some, going to get some G forces going. I'm going to fucking spin until my stomach makes the vomit uh, hang two inches from my face with centrifugal force. Like. Uh. <laughs> oh man uh all right it's about time to for me to get going here um all right thank you chris for joining me this for this no episode thank man. You. i really appreciate it uh anything you want to plug besides uh check out obviously check out savage henry uh magazine savage henry comedy club if you're in eureka area but where can people find your presence
1: online Uh, Facebook mainly right now, our website is down. So our Facebook page is Savage Henry independent times and then, uh, Instagram, uh, Savage Henry magazine, I think. And yeah, that's where most people can get any information from us online.
0: That is awesome. And, uh, I need to fucking write some stuff for the next one. I haven't uh, written anything for you in a while and I feel bad because I like to do that kind of stuff and it's fun. Yeah. And, Don't
1: feel
0: bad, but oh, you know what I'll do is I'll give you a, I'll give, you a, I'll, give I'll give you i I'll go to the get a bunch of, I'll take my camera, I got a fancy new camera, we'll go down cool. to the uh, neon museum, I'll get you some sweet pictures of the old signs and stuff from like Fear and Loathing. Be badass, yeah. yeah, right on, yeah.
1: That gives so, me something, cool.
0: to, gives me something to do one Saturday because you know what, I got a big announcement to make. I, I figure I'll wait till the very end to make it, but. I am now eligible for the vaccine, everybody, or in the next couple of weeks. Yep, eligible for the vaccine. I'm getting the vaccine because when I first started the show, the plan was for me to go out and review local spots. But when there's a pandemic, I don't want to go out reviewing local spots. But with me getting the vaccine, I will begin doing some local spot reviews, not as much as I want to do, but I will ease into it. And hopefully as more and more people get vaccinated and we feel safer and safer, uh we'll i'll be doing like a re, little review every episode for a place. so i'm uh glad to announce that to everybody right now here on this episode
1: right on man cool congratulations and don't don't forget to put us in your agenda to uh do a luck stops here in Humble.
0: yeah no i definitely want to go do a, uh we got to figure a way around us getting away with doing a live cockfight on my show (laughs) that's not my department you know (laughs) chris i love you buddy thank you so much for doing the show dude Um, uh i I will say goodbye to you off the air thank you everybody that was chris durant make sure you check out savage henry uh magazine check out their website check them out on social media as chris said Uh, If you can find hard copies of the magazine, they're great. I've written for quite a few issues, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and I'll be contributing more stuff in the future. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at LuxOpsPod. And in addition to that, you can find us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash LuxOpsPod, where for $5 a month, you can become a premium member. And I appreciate all the people that have subscribed so far. It helps us, and it's going to help us keep growing. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I have a big announcement coming up next week. I think hopefully by next week, I don't know when I'm officially allowed to say it. So I'm keeping my mouth shut until then, but it's pretty awesome. And you guys are the ones helping make it happen. So thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week where I have some good ones with Ryan real money Kramer from the sports gambling podcast, one of my old friends and a true degenerate. So for those thinking I haven't had good degenerate gambling content lately Oh, I'm going to make up for that for the entire year next episode. And after that, I have my buddy representing Brooklyn, Asterios Kokonos. You might know him from uh, his podcast or appearances on shows like Come Town. And uh, he's great. So
1: we're going to have a good time. Thank you guys so much. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.